welcome to The Crunch with Crib. I'm Jess, and each episode I'll be talking with some of WA's best real estate agents and business people to find out what makes them tick and what lessons they've learned on their journey to success. Ben Kivers was one of Crib's very first clients and was a rookie on the real estate scene when we first opened our doors. Since then, Ben has settled in with Ray White and has built himself a reputation on Perth's northern beaches for his consistent results and his love of the local community. Ben is one of our upcoming speakers at this year's Ari Bar Camp, so we got him in to chat about his journey from football to property and his love for real estate. Benny. Jess. Welcome to The Crunch. Absolute pleasure to be here. <laughs> Thank you for having me. You're, you're so welcome. Sorry for the technical difficulties prior to starting. It's okay. It's taken us about 10 minutes to get there, but we're all good. Got me a coffee. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, so to kick things off, Ben, I want to chat to you about, I guess, your background before real estate. That's normally how we roll these crunch, crunch episodes Yeah, okay. and how you got started. We were just having a chat before we started actually about your dad being an auctioneer. Yeah. Did that have any um, influence in your decision to go into real estate? Probably not so much to get. Bit of a different type of auctioneer. Yeah, yeah. So he's a stock agent. So he's one of those guys that talk really quickly and, um, yeah, you know, pull bids from trees and all that sort of thing. And um, it's a bit different to real estate, but I grew up around that. But no, I got into real estate. This is my eighth year now. And I got into real estate um, at the back end of my footy career, knowing that. I wasn't going to be playing for that long and, and I really needed to find a, I suppose I just had jobs before that, mm-hmm. that sort of allowed me to, you know, have my lifestyle and fit around sport and whatnot. But I really wanted to do something that I could set myself up and make a really good fist of it and a, and a good career out of it. And I saw real estate as that, I suppose, prof, you know, th- that career that I wanted to move into um, and, and into the area where I grew up, um, where I now live that I, I love and, and I'm quite passionate about. So I suppose that was the thought process behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, prior to that, I've always been in sales type of roles, you know, like my first ever job, I think I, I'd somehow pulled a gig at the selling footy budgets at the footy <laughs> when I was like 10 years old, used to harass the players Perfect. coming in and their partners and old people, young people, but I've always just been a lover of people and a, and a naturally pretty curious person. So yeah. I thought that, um, you know, that was a good fit. Yeah. Beautiful. So your boys at Subi had another win this year. Yeah. They Amazing. were pretty, pretty impressive, weren't they? Very impressive. <laughs> very impressive. Um, I did want to talk to you about footy, I guess, um, in general, because it seems like we had Ryan Smith on a couple of weeks ago, who's obviously got a background in sport. We've spoken to Damien Martin, who is still playing sport and getting into real estate. You've got the likes of Corey Adamson. It seems, there's a lot of, um, I don't know, there seems to be a lot of agents who come from a sporting background into real estate. So I just wanted to talk to you about why you think that might be. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? There's a lot of, I suppose, from a footy, from footy circles, there's yeah. a lot of ex, you know, AFL, Waffle, yeah. um, you know, players that are actually in the in the game, and 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 in fact, there's some that have done really well. Mm. So, real estate. Look, I, I think you know. I think being honest, I think everyone understands that if they can make a really good career out of real estate, it's going to reward them financially. Yeah. I think if anyone says that's not a, a strong motivation, then they're kidding themselves. Yeah. But um, I think for you know, for me, I thought it would be you know, it, it's a good challenge. I, I I think getting into real estate, it you know. Every, everyone's pretty honest about, you know, it's not easy. Mm-hmm. I think sports people generally are fairly driven, quite disciplined. Um, competitive. You know, yeah, competitive. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that's something that would motivate people to succeed in that game. It isn't easy, but if they can, there's a lot of reward um, um, when you make it. Yeah. Um, so 
I know for myself that that was, you know, a, a lot of people tell you how hard it is and that not many people, are, you know, um, make it in the end and, you know, it really sorts um, people out in the first couple of years. And I suppose there was a bit of motivation to sort of prove a lot of people wrong and, and prove to yourself that you can do it as well. Yeah. Early years of your career, I know it was a while ago now, um, but is it is it one of those things where, you, you, you know, you do need to be really disciplined in real estate and you do um, – you know, you do have to, you do sink or swim in that first year and sport kind of almost can set you up for that. You're already very, a disciplined person. Yeah. I think, yeah, you're dead right. I think, I think that that you can't do anything well if you don't have any structure or any process around it. Yeah. And sport does teach you that. Absolutely. It teaches you to be disciplined, you know, have a routine, you know, um, you know, be accountable. They're all those things that you need when you start your career. And a lot of it is doing the basics, but mm. just doing them consistently. So, um, you know, if you don't do them when you start, you're not going to get very far. Yeah. 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 Um, you mentioned that you live locally and that was one of the things when you started, you, you kind of wanted to live and work in, in your area. Do you think, um, over the last, I guess, eight years, has that made a difference to your clients? The fact that you live in, you know, live and work in the area? Look, I think it does. And, and I think there's, I think there's a couple of different opinions probably on that. You know, I know there's a lot of successful real estate agents that work outside an area where they live because they want to keep that separate from their, you know, their day-to-day living. And I get yep. that. But for me, I was just, when I started um, and, you know, choosing an area where I wanted to work, I, I, I just was hell bent on, um, on, on making um, or building a brand in the area that I just knew inside out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, that I was living in day to day, I was part of the community. Um, and I think that's been a benefit for me personally, you know, going to the shops and bumping into people, you know, my kids are now at school in the area or my son is at school in the area, you know, meeting new people through there. I've got a lot of clients that I've sold for that, you know, our kids are now the same age, um, friends, parents still live in the area. There's a, you know, there's a real mix of, of, of people in that area, but I just love it. Um, and I don't have an issue with separating work from, um, from, from, you know, um, family life. I I think it all combines. I think the, I think the job that we do in real estate really is the lifestyle Mm -hmm. that encompasses everything. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, your area that we're talking about is is in that northern corridor, very mm. competitive little coastal patch up there. Possibly, I would say one of the most competitive in Perth, um, along with kind of the western suburbs. Maybe. How do you differentiate yourself from your competition up there when it is so fierce and there are so many good agents around? Look, look, it was challenging to start with. I think in any area is challenging when you haven't got any um, track record and you haven't got any, um, I suppose, um, social proof behind you to, to, to go out and build a brand. So it wasn't easy to start with. I was fortunate. I think I had a fairly quick start. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think what helped is being, you know, um, having good product knowledge of the area, being disciplined around, you know, your, your daily routine. Um to where I am now, obviously being in that area for you know seven or eight years, I, I, I think I've got a track record now. Obviously, mm-hmm. um, you know there's momentum, and that's the biggest thing is that momentum. Um, but but I just think I, I I've tried to focus on make, making sure that I'm just being myself in my area at the end yep. of the day. Jess, there's yep. no facade, there's no nothing. I think what you see is what you get, and 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 I feel comfortable in the community that I sell. I think um, I think that's the, the I think that's the biggest thing, you know, you can throw a lot of things out there, but I just think it's it's being a genuine good person that likes dealing with people and mm-hmm. people like dealing with you. There's yeah. no secret to it. Alana called you the nice guy of real estate the other day. I was talking to her about... I did about, slip her a 20 about, 
<laughs> I was talking to her prepping for the interview. I said, what should I ask Ben? And she said, well, he's a nice guy of real estate. And I said, but I already said that about Matt McWaters. Uh, she said, well, he's already. like a young, he's a Matt, young Matt McWaters. And I said, oh, well, there you go. Oh, look, I'll take Matt's, Matt's a good fella. I do know Matt. He's a good guy. Um, I, look, look I, I genuinely think that, you know, to really succeed and have longevity in, in real estate, and, and this is from mentors that, you know, have taught me, and now you're seeing it, is that, you know, people just want to deal with good people at the end of the day. Um, you know, there's a thousand scripts and dialogues out there that we get taught and whatnot, but nothing actually replaces just sitting in front of someone and being a good person and giving them good advice and being genuine with that. Mm -hmm. And I think that will stand the test of time in any marketplace. That's what I firmly, that's my belief anyway, yeah. yeah. Is that the Ben that walks through the door to get the listings? How do you kind of position yourself as an agent in that, in that regard to your clients? When you're winning business. Oh, look, don't get me wrong. I could appear laid back or, but I'm super competitive. <laughs> yeah. And I, you know, I, I love, you know, I don't think the best part of this game is, is winning, you know, yeah. you know, when you win a listing or you, you know, you get an appraisal even, but you win a listing and you get a sale, there's those competitive juices that just, you know, that's, that's your, I suppose if you've played sport, that's the sport yeah. in real estate. Yeah. So you know, don't get me wrong. I think at the right time, you know how to, you know, you know how to win business and you know mm -hmm. what you need to do. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's what continually just drives you to keep going and get the next one and get the next one. Yeah. It's funny. I always ask people in this podcast, what do you prefer, listing or selling? Yeah, and everyone says, oh, you know, they're both pretty good, but listing, the win of the listing over the I, other agent is always the high. What's your? Yeah, I, I agree. I, look, I, <laughs> I think the main, the overarching thing is obviously helping people and we know that. That's what you're there to do. But yeah. I think it's great when you give yourself that little fist pump or high five in the car when you know you won that listing and you've beaten one of your competitors or, <laughs> um, you know, that's that's good fun. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it is a good, you're in a good laugh there, but I, I, you, know, you can just see me getting no, in the car. You got, yeah, you yeah. Have a fist pump. Everyone's got to do that in their business day to day, I think. Yeah, look, look, you know, th that is, that that gives you, you know, that that makes it worthwhile. Um, mm -hmm. And then there's a big job obviously after that, but, um, but you know, I think they're both important for different reasons, obviously, yeah. 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 Tell me about your daily routine. You mentioned it before. Is it um is it different to when you started? What's your kind of how do you run your business? I guess. Yeah, I, I try to keep it really simple, and I yeah. think that's how I I like to operate. I, I don't like to be complicated, mm -hmm. so I, I try and break my day up into AM and PM. Mm -hmm. So AM, you know, in the office, um, you know, following up, getting emails sorted, meeting with Amy, who's obviously in my team, um, and then PM is actually. Um, you know, prospecting in the morning as well, but in the afternoon is out being face to face with people. Yeah, um, and I've just found that is really easy to stick to. It mm -hmm. Doesn't always work exactly every day, but if you just keep it basic like that, it should flow rather than, you know, being here, there, and everywhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, you mentioned Amy, your PA, and I wanted to bring her up as well because we deal with lots of PAs here at Criv, and Amy is one of the best I think that the girls deal with. She's She's on the ball. Um, yeah, she's a good sort. I'll give her. Sort. I'll give her a plug. She's she dropped me in the soup before we came in here, but we won't go into that. But yeah, yeah she's she good. She did. She's good. But um, um you've and you ha you've had great PAs over your career. Um, and I think some reps, you know, it's one of those things we get asked all the time: Is there any PAs on the market? Have you heard anyone? What's going around? Blah blah blah. Um, what do you? How do you find a great PA? Yeah. Look, I think it can be a hard thing for some people. I've been fortunate that you know I've I've had I've had a good experience with that, um, and I won't put it all down. I won't claim that all myself um, because they've been really good in their own right. Um, 
I, th- I think you have to be really fair. You need to be honest. You need to be all those things when you have an employee. You need to be. You need to reward them, obviously, as well. You need to be generous, and I, I think you just need to treat them how you'd like to be treated as well. Mm-hmm. I, I've also seen in other offices that I've been, PAs coming and going, and you know the agents, the one pointing the finger, but the yeah. only common denominator is the agent. Yeah, and you know there's no secret to it. So, uh, you, you know, look. I, Amy's great and she knows her role. We're very clear with her role. And I think, um, you know, over the last 18 months since me making the transition to Ray White, uh, that's been invaluable. The, uh, you know, the, the mentors that I've had to actually give me more support and structure in how I structure my business, uh, it's made a huge difference and that's helped her. Um, yeah. So we're very clear with, you know, our roles. She knows exactly what she needs to do. I think, yeah, that's half the battle at the yeah. end of the day. Yeah, yeah. really defining yeah. What's, what you're expecting of someone. Yeah, definitely. And just basically what you're saying is she's just a reflection of you. Absolutely, <laughs> just with a nicer head. <laughs> yeah, I'm the rough diamond of the team. Um, so you mentioned that you moved to Ray White 18 months ago um, and prior to that you were with Peard um, and Realmark. So I started with Realmark, yep. yeah, and I moved to Peard. Yeah. Um, and, and been with Ray White now for the last 18 or over 18 months now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and look, I've had really good grounding when I started. I was with Sean and Jenny Hughes at Realmark at North Beach. Yep. Um, um, in, when I started, they were great. They had some really good training. I moved to Peard. Um, at the time, I, I felt that was the right move and it did prove that. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, I, my business has obviously evolved since, you know, with those moves. I can honestly say there now I think the, the best move was, was coming to Ray White mm-hmm. where I have been because, um, I, look, the brand is only as good as of the people that they've got in there. But, but Ray White has by far the best structure, support, um, and um, and tools there that if you want to tap into them, um, you can take your business to you know to 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 a far greater level than what you have been before. Just purely the resources and the people that they've got around the business, mm-hmm. uh, I've been super impressed, and and it's it's you know it's reflected in our business and how we've gone since we've moved here. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to know from you what what you're looking for when you are moving agencies because um, I guess the one thing that stuck out to me was um, you know Realmark, Peard, Ray White. They're all bigger brands, um, you know, bigger corporate brands. And sometimes you see if people are moving, they might move to a boutique to try it out or to an independent to try it out and then come back. Um, so what have you kind of been looking for in each of those moves? What are you looking for in your... Well, coming from from Peard to Ray White, um, it, it was to take my business to another level. Yeah. And I honestly felt that there was no one better than the, the I suppose, the support around the Ray White network that, yeah. could, that could do that. Um, my, my office is smack bang right in my suburb as well, so mm-hmm. that made sense. Makes it easy, yeah. Um, more importantly, I think it's about the culture. It's about where you walk, you know, you want to rock up to work every day in the office and be inspired by the people that you're around. And, and uh, you know, I felt that I, I needed change because of that mm-hmm. uh, and, and and it's proven the right thing. So I, I think, you know, really, you know, the people do make it. Yeah. And there's some pretty good people that I'm, that I'm able to work with and, and, and deal with. Yeah. Um, Got some great mentors that are part of the the, the network um, over east. You can pick up the phone. Um, we've had a couple of study tours recently that we've been to, heading to Bali at the end of the month for a conference. And there's just some fantastic operators, far better than than I am. Mm-hmm. That I think that's just the best way to get better is actually speak to people that are doing better. Yeah. Um, and I haven't had that opportunity before. Mm-hmm. Mm. Is there um, anyone in Perth that you keep an eye on that you kind of learn from, or early days that you would, you know? 
think that you think might be doing really good things? Look, uh, you know, Sean and Jenny were great in that regard, and they yeah. still do some fantastic business yeah. now. Obviously, and they've got a great they've got a great team there in North Beach, growing uh, by the minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look, they've got a, they've got a super impressive team. Yeah. So they 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 were really they were really good to I suppose as a starting point with my career, and had some really good processes and. Um, Funny, funny. Now, one of their mentors is actually a mentor within the Ray White Network, uh, Mark McLeod, who I work quite closely with. He mm-hmm. he's the CEO of Growth in in the Ray White Network, and just a really good fella. Um, yeah. Down to earth, loves a drink, um, calls a spade <laughs> a spade, but just super wealth of knowledge and just um, keeps things really simple. Yeah. Um, so I'll, he's been by far and away the best mentor that I've had, um, and it's only been eighteen months. Yeah. yeah. You, again, we were talking before we started about your new venture into auctioneering. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't get too excited, Jess. I, look, I, I've called a couple of auctions for um, a couple of the guys in the office. I'm by, I'll put it out. I'm not trying to make a career out of it. It's a bit of, um, I do enjoy it. You know, I grew up around my dad being an auctioneer. Grew up being around the Midland sale yards. And, um, Are you bringing a bit of Midland to your auctions, Ben? Oh, there's nothing wrong with a bit of Midland, is there? <laughs> no, I'm no. from that yeah. area, so it's not. <laughs> yeah. yeah, look, look, you know, I, I, think it's a, I think it's a good skill to actually have. I think because I'm a big believer in auctions as well and we, we you know, we run a lot of auction campaigns and I think you don't actually get a, a really good understanding unless you're, you know, you're, you're aware of the auctioneer's role as well. So I won't be calling my own auctions by any means, but, um, you know, helping out the team where we need and um, it's a bit of fun. I actually enjoy it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I can imagine you up there. I'll have to, oh, look, have to you know, let us know. Hey, Jess, I've only done a couple <laughs> and I probably don't even know what I'm doing, but I'm having fun, eh? <laughs> you know, like it's all right. It's the main thing. Yeah. Um, tell me about a successful property campaign. You mentioned you're running a few auction campaigns and obviously they are – you know, not as not as popular here in Perth, but would you say gaining popularity? Yeah, you know, if you look at the stats, I think they are gaining popularity, and I, I think the, the best indication of the, of the success of auctions versus private treaty, you only have to look at the days on market that Rewa, their stats that they bring out. Um, you know, and and if you look at a lot of the better agents and agencies around Perth, they're generally auction agents. Mm. They generally are, and it mm-hmm. doesn't matter what suburb. So, I think a lot of a lot more agents now part of me that I'm finding are offering auctions to their vendors. I, I, I'm of the belief that the reason why we haven't seen many is because the agents haven't been educated and mm-hmm. they haven't even offered it to the vendor as an option. Yeah. They've just offered private treaty. Yeah. So I suppose it's not a discussion to, to say what's best and what's not, but um, if you look at the stats, there's no reason why a vendor shouldn't be op- offered at least an auction campaign yeah. because they do get the results. We've been talking, I mean, we've talked to a few people on here about that, Ross Hunter and when Tom Panos was on, we were obviously talking about auction Yeah, and I had to listen to those so, as well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so it's, it is um, something I guess that agents have to be familiar with. Yeah. How have you gone about, uh, you know, learning how to execute an auction campaign versus a normal? Yeah, we've had some... Again, when I started uh, with with Realmark, you know yeah. they had some great education around auctions, so that was great. Ross that would I actually, have been there then. Sorry, was Ross? Would um, Ross have been I there? think Ross had just come over from, back from New Zealand by yeah. then. Um, we had a lot of auction training in house, but also from other people as well. Um, Ray White have built their business around auctions, so obviously that's what we sort of live and breathe yeah. within our network now. Um, so a lot of it is the education to be actually offer the offer it in the right way, and then like you said, execute it. Um, so we do a lot of training around that. Um, yeah. yeah. What do you think is the key, auction or not auction, to a successful marketing property campaign? Ring crib creative. <laughs> <laughs> Who 
Didn't even pay him for that one. Shameless plug. Um, <laughs> look, you know, you need a you need a good you know. I think you, you need a good budget. Obviously, yeah. you need. I think you need to get your vendor to understand that actually they have to invest in vendor paid marketing, and have a good mix of options to actually you know throw the net out there wide and capture anyone that may potentially want to buy that property. Mm-hmm. So you know, you know, it's internet. Obviously, it's video. It's highly digital now. I think there's a, still a place for the newspaper, um, and and just make sure it's presented exceptionally well. I yeah. don't think there's any really secret to that, Jess. Yeah. It's um, using all the, the options that you you can have. And there's a lot of them now, isn't there? You yeah, know, there's like so the, many. There's so many you can use. Yeah. yeah. What's um what what are you finding? How are your vendors how have they, you know, what's their reaction to VPA and, you know, coming into I, I've noticed chatting with you guys, there seems to be a little bit more positivity in the market this yeah. fi- last six months. Have you noticed that with your vendors? Yeah, certainly. I, yeah. I, I, I think they've all. I think it's got to the point now where the market is, and I think everyone is saying the same thing that vendors are well aware where the market value is or near enough to their property. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they always want a little bit more, but I don't think we're dealing with people that are you know way out of um, the realm of, of of what they can pot- potentially you know fetch for their property. So the conversations aren't too you know too hard around that. Mm-hmm. Um, and vendor paid marketing now, I think everyone understands that that is just mandatory. You know, if you. Uh, you know, the agent will not pay for marketing, uh, and if they do, they obviously they're 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 starting behind the eight ball. Yeah. So um, I think the the most important you know the the challenges are is actually being able to get enough VPA to run a good to run a good program. Yeah, to run the, pr- the yeah. And I think that want. that then comes back to the agent being skilled enough to be able to pitch that to the vendor in the right way. Yeah. So that they can see value in obviously what they're presenting to them. Yeah. Yeah, that's 100%. That's, I guess that's why we run our video workshops and stuff Spot like on. that. Spot on, and I think that's great. Yeah. yeah. You know, all this education and learning, mm-hmm. if, you're not, if you're not using that, uh, you know, I, I just think, you, you know, you're just kidding yourself. Um, yeah. Yeah, there's just so much more that you can offer now, and if you're not doing that, you're not do, you know, you're doing a disservice to your vendor. Yeah. What do you think the hardest thing about your job is? Oh, got me there, Jess. I know I didn't put that one on the on the page. <laughs> Look, I think the hardest thing with um with with the real estate is is being able to balance the ups and the downs. Yeah, you know the emotions of real estate. You know, it's an, it can be a roller coaster, and and it's those big highs and it's the the lows, and you, you just have to have a bit of grunt about you, and you have got to be able to dust it off when you when you when you do get a knockback or you do miss a listing or you know a vendor doesn't accept an offer that you feel is the right offer. Um, you know, you, you just have to be big enough to, to go, right, it's a little road bump, move on next really quickly. Yeah. Um, I would say that's the biggest challenge. It's yeah. It's been able to keep momentum and obviously deal with the setbacks and, and bounce back from them. So recovery is a big thing, I think. Yeah. Is there anything that you do to help you, you know, do you go and sweat it out at the gym or when you've had a, a real shit of a day? Oh. Lost three listings in a row. Go home and yell at the kids <laughs> and the wife or <laughs> that doesn't work. Don't take my advice on that. Um, no, look, when you start, you took it personally. And I think yeah. as well, the, the setbacks are harder when you start because you're not dealing with as much business. Yeah, it's, you know, it's a bigger it's, hit to the it's pocket. It's a bigger hit to the pocket. Whereas if you miss a listing and you've got, you know, another 10 that you're dealing with, uh, you know, it's not you've as big. Yeah, you've got to move on. Yeah. I, I think there's no secret to it. You've just got to move on, you know, butter up and go again. Yeah. Um, best thing about being a real estate agent? Best thing? Um, you know, it's probably not working weekends and after hours, but that's, that's you know, you can't have your cake <laughs> and eat parcel. it. Oh, look, I, I think the lifestyle is fantastic. I think, you know, you, you know, 
you can work your own hours, but let's be honest, they are long hours. And if yeah. you really want to make a good career out of it, you've got to do that over a long period of time. Um, but, you know, the, the, it's very rewarding to actually help someone in a huge decision in their life, which is selling a property, be able to achieve what they want out of it. Mm-hmm. No question. You know, like there's nothing better than actually and exceeding their expectation. I don't think there's anything better than that. And I think I get a real kick out of that when you can go, right, someone's um, in whatever situation they're in, you've helped them out of that situation to get where they want mm-hmm. and and you've done the right thing by them the whole way through. Um, and and when you get that testimonial from them afterwards to say that, you know, to reflect the job that you've done, I don't think there's anything better than that. I think yeah. that's great. Yeah. I think that's why you should do it. And then they refer you on to friends and family and all the rest of it. That's the business that you want. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when it's really rewarding. Yeah. Um, you know, not transactional one-off here and there. I think you make a client, you want to, you want them to be a client for life and, um, and, and start dealing with their family and their friends. And, you know, that, that's a pretty good business if you can get that. Yeah. I'm not saying I've got that right now, but, you know, that's always working progress. Yeah, yeah. Well, on that note, Benny, that's, our, that's, that's ending on a high, isn't it? That was great, Jess. That's going to that's gonna be my last question for you. <laughs> yeah. One of our longest standing crib clients. Yeah, I think I was, I remember, I remember my first, my first photo shoot with Lana. She came out and you didn't even do the photo shoot. She came out and wrote the copy for the property. <laughs> and it was, and it was a competitor as well that I don't think got along all that well. Um, I'll never forget that. And that was in 2000. That was my first year. So there you was go. Was it? There yeah, you go. Yeah. There you go. It was a pleasure, Ben. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Love it. That's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. We'd love any feedback or guest suggestions. So hit me up on Instagram. You can find me on Jess at Crib. And if you enjoyed the show, don't forget to subscribe and be sure to tell a friend.